Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we're actually going to talk to you about our favorite subject, and that is chiropractic. Yay. Because that's who we are. Uh, it's what we do, and in so many ways it's who we are. Because there is a lifestyle that is chiropractical. Yeah, and you once you live it, you don't want to live any other way. Because it's about alignment. It's about balance. It's about forethought. And it's about making sure that you walk your talk. And all of those things come in a very practical package. And one thing great about being not only a human chiropractor, but an animal chiropractor is the animal world, there's no prefrontal cortex in the animals. They're not pre-thinking anything. So what you do either works or doesn't. And you really get a chance to see chiropractic at its finest. Oh, absolutely. The efficacy, when, when people doubt, and, and actually this was my motivation for wanting to talk about this today, because when someone says, and you chiropractors out there, and you clients out there, and all of the other professionals, I know you've heard people say, well, I believe or don't believe in chiropractic. And uh, just to point out, it's not a religion. It doesn't require belief. My favorite response to that is, I'm not Tinkerbell. Therefore, your belief and clapping your hands won't make me viable. Chiropractic is a science, an art, and a philosophy, and you can choose to incorporate it in your life or not, as opposed to believe in it or not believe in it, which takes it outside of the scientific realm. And 42 years into doing this, the science is real, the effects are real, and as Dave said, there's no placebo effect when you're working with animals, when they limp in and walk out, when they can't turn and then they can and today, we really want to focus on what is chiropractical. And what I mean by that is starting with awareness, starting with the fact that there is a way to do things that is practical and a way to do something that is quite impractical and unhealthful. Chiropractical means how would you do this in a way that's the most balanced and that's the most healthful for you, your dog, your horse, or for those of you who are uh, more exotic, your llama and your teddy bear. Yeah. It's about not trying to pick up that heavy object that's three objects behind something that you're trying to get to and trying to lift it up over those other objects. Because I've had more people hurt their backs reaching to pick up something heavy instead of taking the time to move other things out of the way so they can get a proper lift, a proper to be able to get close enough to it to lift it without hurting their backs. And that's being chiropractical. So funny because we see people understand these things when it comes to their animals, that they will always counter to the left and then counter to the right. They will make sure that the dogs understand how to balance before they put them through weave poles or on the A-frame. And yet, you watch those same humans abuse themselves 
in a biomechanical way because they don't choose to think before they act. They choose what they might call expedience, but for all of you who have lifted the wrong way or only mucked in one direction, only got off on a horse in one direction, only walked your dog on the left side, there are consequences that show up in your body that would have been avoided entirely or mostly by using a practical approach to your mobility. Yeah. And how many clients do we have that get their animal adjusted? And then you ask them, when was the last time they got adjusted? Oh, a year ago. So they're taking care of the mechanics of their animal because they realize how important it is. They let themselves slide. And so there's a process when you're talking about being chiropractical. So you're being chiropractical for your animal. Are you being chiropractical for yourself? Because that becomes just as important. That's the whole basis of equine is it's about balance between animal and, and human. Because if, if, if you have a horse and you're riding your horse and you're not balanced, your horse has to work harder to keep you balanced. And then if your horse is unbalanced and you're balanced because you've been adjusted, now you're compensating your body to try to compensate for the problems of the horse. So you end up with issues just as well. So Equiline was built on that whole premise of balancing horse and rider, human and dog. You know, because dogs and humans, if you do agility with your dog or you do any kind of training, where's the dog? It's always down and to your left. So you're always looking down and to the left and the, and the dog is always looking up and to the right. So this, these are the kinds of things that create issues and they need to be addressed to increase longevity, to increase performance, and just to increase general Comfort. Comfort. Yes. Comfort. You know, feeling good is a wonderful thing, and it makes you more attentive, and it makes it easier to get along with others, and it makes it easier to sleep, and it makes it easier to everything. And, you know, I think about this when I wake up in the morning, because I wake up in the morning and feed the dogs. I think about this when I pick the dog bowls up off the floor. And do I think about it a lot? No, because it's routine. Becoming chiropractical becomes integrated into your daily activities because that's the way that feels right to do. And you've heard us say this before, when we get out and muck stalls, I do it left and then right. And then I realized I was getting calluses and my hands didn't feel so good. So I bought a pair of shock-absorbing gloves, and now my hands feel great because I'm trusting my brain to protect my body. It doesn't mean that you're not going to ski the moguls and bump your knees, and, you know, that may not be chiropractical, but icing and stretching and making sure that you compensate for the fun things that may be stressful on the body, that's being chiropractical. Aftercare is being chiropractical. Understand? It's the total package. Yeah, because, and it's not just about your body, it's about your mind too. So being able to do things chiropractically for your brain, because everything feeds the brain. No matter what you do, it feeds the brain, because the brain is your perception, it's your. It's your input. It's where all your input goes to. So when things are off in your body, it affects your brain. Does that, and, and, and people will know this. You've been around someone in pain. What are they like? 
grumpy. They're usually grumpy. Their attitude isn't great. They don't think the way they usually think. Patterns are off. So whatever you do to affect your body affects your brain. So that's very big part of being chiropractical. One of the first sentences I ever heard Dave say back in the 80s was there's no mind-body split. Nope. And no one has ever been able to dissect out a mind. You can dissect out a brain. And there's more neurotransmitters in the gut than there is inside your head. So feelings, emotions, perceptions come from all over your body. You are your mind. Therefore, being chiropractical is also self-talk. It's also choosing the words that will motivate you for the best behaviors. And if you know me, you know that I care a lot about how you care about yourself. Therefore, be kind because kindness feels better than beating yourself up. And so in order to be chiropractical, you want to state the most positive spin on what's going on that you can without it being a pipe dream. I can get better versus I feel fantastic because if you don't, you're not fooling yourself. So part of our practical plan is to say, how can I make this moment the best moment it can possibly be? In sitting, in standing, in lifting, in speaking, in drinking water, in eating correctly, and in getting sleep. Yeah, see, it's about taking care of you. That's what chiropractical is about. It's about taking care of you, taking care of the people around you. Because wouldn't it be nice if take those people that have those nasty attitudes and you take them to the chiropractor and go, you need an adjustment. <laughs> Let's get you straightened out because you're being a real pain in the butt. And it, it's, it sounds like ridiculous, but you know what? It does make a big difference because a lot of people interpret pain through anger. Absolutely. And I cannot tell you how many, when I had the human only practice, which really wasn't ever true, but when I had a mostly <laughs> human practice, I would have spouses bring in their other half saying, this one needs an attitude adjustment. And one of the times that my second born child and I were riding, galloping through the fields and uh, their horse bucked. And the first words were, could you adjust right now? I'm like, right now? We're in the middle of a field. Why not? Jumped off did an atlas adjustment, and that horse rode off, never did an, another mean step. When you understand that chiropractic is communication, above, down, inside, out, from brain cell to body cell, from body cell to brain cell, clear communication is what is chiropractical. Interference is what will in the trade we'll call a subluxation, something interfering with the message that's going through the body in order to allow it to perform optimally. This is true for all animals, human, canine, equine, bovine, whatever I'm, right? Yep. Yeah, because like this is one of the biggest reasons we get called in for animals, it's behavioral changes because they interpret pain or discomfort 
in different ways as well. Maybe they won't perform the job the way they're supposed to. Maybe all of a sudden you've got a horse or a dog that starts nipping or starts growling or they don't have normal behavior. And this is their way of expressing their discomfort. You know, and if you're around your animal enough, you begin to understand that and you see those changes and those differences. Uh, they can't do the lead change or they refuse all of a sudden at a jump. These are, these are signs of discomfort and stress, distress that the animal is having. And those are the things that we look for and clean up, get rid of that stuff. Because then you know what? You get your animal back. You get your human back. I had such an interesting experience of this. Actually, two of them specifically up in um, Princeton at the horse show. And one of the horses did not want to be haltered. And I was warned that it could be difficult. And I had just addressed a TMJ issue with the horse. And the horse was feeling better. And I walked in the stall and the horse put its head on my shoulder and slipped its nose into the halter. And, you know, that to me is the essence of chiropractical communication. I, inter I, I had an, an interaction with this animal at its level of need, and therefore its behavior was immediately a reflection of it no longer had to be protective of that area. In a different stall, and, 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 and we actually, there's, there's a whole other corollary to that, there was a horse that was really being saddle sore and did not want to saddle on. When I walked in the stall, it put its nose up against its rib on the left side, like, excuse me, but these people have not addressed my rib. Could you? And the communication was so clear. It was absolutely incredible. And Dave and I have had that numerous times. Numerous when times. How about when the dogs woke up? Yes. This is something that I, it, it's always amazed me. We'll be in a barn, and Wendy would happen to adjust some barn dog that happens to be there. And then 10, 15 minutes later, we're working away in the barn. All of a sudden, a dog, some random dog, comes running into the barn, runs right up to Wendy, spins its butt around, turns, looks over its shoulder like, uh, excuse me, I heard you were the one. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll go, okay, and then she adjusts it, and then the dog runs out the barn, we never see it again. It's like, how, how does that happen? Where do they come from? They must be communicating with each other in some way for this to happen. But it happens a lot. And if you open your mind to possibilities, things like this are going to happen when you pay attention. And a big part of being chiropractical is paying attention and not shutting down and shutting out the input from your body rather than camouflage. People will say after their adjustment, Do you, well, should I give them some butte? Should I give them some banamine? And I'm like, no, I, first of all, we don't prescribe. Second of all, it is rare for the animal to feel anything other than better. And we want to know, we want a clear communication from these creatures as to what worked and what still needs work. So listening to the input allows to get the most precision out of the output. So think about this, where in your life can you be more chiropractical? Where would it benefit you? What would be the best possibility of things that you could do that would help yourself to be more chiropractical? 
Think about the chairs that you sit in, because this is probably one of the biggest things that I had when I was doing just my human practice. And I remember this one gentleman was coming in and he had this consistent pattern every time. And I asked him a zillion questions about what was going on. And then one day him and his wife asked me to come to dinner. And I went over to their house for dinner and I watched him sit in his chair. And as soon as I saw him sit in that chair, I knew exactly what the problem was. The chair molds him. He, every time he sits in that chair, he sits in the same position, leaning really hard into the left side. His body had no choice. So I said, look, you want to be more chiropractical? You got to get rid of this chair. You need a new chair. And, and, don't, I, and, and don't tell me how, oh, I like this chair because it's comfortable. You like that chair because you've molded it to your body and has created this position. And then you expect me to fix that. I can't fix that if you spend eight hours in a chair that molds you in a different position in five minutes in my office getting adjusted. So it's a choice. Being chiropractical is a choice. If you'd rather be comfortable and sore all of the rest of the time you're not in the chair. If you like your saddle but the saddle hurts your horse, understand you're making that choice. And what we invite you to do, as Dave said, is take a look at your life. Where are you being chiropractical? And where do you need work? If you have any questions, give us a call. We'll be more than happy to take a peek into your life and give you our opinion. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline podcast.